0: Are you ready to dive into a world of captivating stories, laughter, and enlightenment? Look no further than Unfiltered Studios, your gateway to an incredible podcasting experience. Join St. Joe on Nailed It as he explores life's victories, one nail at a time. Petals of Support brings you heartwarming tales that remind us, even in the darkest moments, there's beauty and hope. Get ready to be entertained by the wit and humor of The Sleevey G Show, where interviews are always fascinating. Need a good laugh? Tune in to Refiltered, our comedy podcast that's sure to tickle your funny bone. Discover inner peace and guidance on finding your way, a spiritual podcast that nurtures your soul. Relax your mind and body with hypno-wellness, your path to a healthier, more balanced life. Love movies? Movie Lovers Unite is your passport to a world of cinematic wonders. Immerse yourself in the magic of storytelling, laughter and enlightenment as you're taken on a journey through the fascinating realm of movies and television. And don't forget the Stupid History Minute, where we uncover the quirkiest stories of everyday items. Unfiltered Studios is your destination for diverse, engaging content subscribe now and join the podcasting revolution unfiltered studios where every story finds its voice visit unfpod.com today
1: what's up movie lovers it's your girl rossi and i'm back with another awesome film um this is a film uh, it's the last voyage of the Demeter review uh it's one of my favorite films from uh, 2023 and so um or i think it's 22 whatever anyways John and I are gonna discuss, so let's get going, guys. What's
2: up, John? Nothing much. How you doing, Rossi?
1: Dude, I always thought I was on movie lovers. Didn't realize I was on Rossi Talks. So I'm just like, what, what are you waiting for, John? Let's, let's introduce the show. And so I'm like, wait, it's your show. Guys. It's your show. Anyways, you know,
2: okay. it's your show too. You know? We, it's, it's, this, it's our show. It's our show. Hey. Right. You know what? We can even remix it. We can put both intros in here at the same time. We should time. do it. Don't that. Matter to me. We should <laughs> do that.
1: Absolutely. I, you know I've closed out shows with like been on Rossi Talks and close out with movie lovers. It's like, well now you can hear mine after this one. So right, this movie, this movie. I I uh, told John about uh, the Last Dementor, the Voyage of the Last Demeter. and um, I I absolutely loved it. Uh, John recently watched it, and John, just a little bit about what what did you think about the film? Hey, what's up, Jojo?
2: Okay, here's the thing. I remember doing the trailer reaction last year for it. Yeah. I wanted to see it. I just didn't get around to seeing it or anything like that. But I'm a sucker for vampire movies. I love Dracula. Oh, yeah. And to know that this is a prequel story of the events that happened on the ship, because we yeah. never got that at all in any of the Dracula movies. Of yes, we understand that this how he got there to London, right? Stuff like that. They've been shipwrecked and people died. Right. But we don't see the context of everything, even though we already know how this is gonna end. Right. I just like seeing the story being told in a new kind of way, yeah. and I think that this is a good, fun way to actually do it.
1: Right, I love you know um, Dracula, the story of Dracula, you know Nosferatu. Just I love that whole um, Transylvania, just Dracula period. And I really appreciate when someone takes the story and does it, does some justice to it. Um, you know, Bram Stoker was really good, but this one. Um, I haven't seen a Dracula film in a long time. Other than there was one on uh, Netflix and it was a yeah. series. I think it was just uh, four episodes and it was the Dracula. That yeah. is, that one was awesome. I really enjoyed that. Now they did a great job and I love that it was just four short uh, episodes, you know, just a limited series. So I really appreciated that. But this one here, I really like because it wasn't your typical Dracula movies that we normally see. We, we get to see Nosferatu, and that's exactly who it is. So I appreciate it, uh, that take. And I can I just read a little bit, you guys, who maybe if you haven't seen, I'm going to read a little bit about the film so you know exactly what it's about. And John and I are going to talk about it, and we're going to talk about it out of sequence. It won't be like, you know, in order. We're just going to talk about the film. So it's based on a on a single chapter, uh, the captain's log from Bram Stoker's uh, classic 19 or 1897 novel Dracula. The story is set aboard the Russian schooner uh, Demeter, which was uh, which was chartered to carry private cargo and 24 unmarked wooden crates. So from um, Carpathia to London, the film will detail the strange events uh, that befell the doomed crew as they attempt to survive the ocean voyage. And each night, you know, they're stopped by they're stopped by whatever whatever this cargo is. Go ahead, John.
2: Yeah. The thing that I liked about it was okay, let me just tell you this. I just okay. like the storms in the um in this movie though too.
1: Right.
2: Because of the fact it made me feel like I was actually part of this. I actually felt like I was on the ship the, and I thought the direction of that was really cool um then of course you know whenever we first see the crates being delivered onto the ship and everything you realize oh shit this is actually gonna be dracula this is what's gonna happen and then whenever the crate almost falls down on the little boy right and you see the blood dripping out but nobody else notices it but i like that little tidbit but you know i also like the how we're introduced to each character though whenever we are looking for other shipmates to be with them Right. And it's supposed to be they pick up a doctor on here. I like yes. the fact that they got someone of color to play uh this character. His name is right. Clemens.
1: Uh and, yeah, Corey Hawkins uh plays yeah. Clemens. Uh he's from uh what was it uh Welcome to Compton or the, the NWA story. Sorry. Yeah,
2: straight out of Compton.
1: Yeah. Straight out of Compton. Sorry, welcome to yeah. Welcome to Compton, guys. <laughs> Sorry. That's like that.
2: that was like <laughs> the most politest ice cube song that I ever heard from the NWA. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Straight out of Compton, my bad. Anyways, great actor, and yes, he plays the intelligent Doctor um, uh, Clemens, and uh, right. who actually wasn't going to be a part of the the crew. They weren't going to have him on the crew for the first uh, first thing. I mean, obviously, let's just get it out the way. Uh, this is back in the what eighteen hundreds, so yep. obviously he's a, a educated black man, which is um, unheard of um, at that time. Really, you didn't, you know, I guess you didn't meet a lot of uneducated or educated black men, but. Educated black man, a doctor, um, and he wants to be a part of this uh, crew. Uh, they don't want him on the crew, first of all, because, you know, he he is black. But also, you know, I remember them looking at his hands and they realize that this guy's a professional. He's not a crew, you know, he's not a crew member. So, yeah. you know, when John's talking about that box that we see and you see, uh, I think his name is Toby or Toby, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the captain's son is underneath this huge crate and it it's getting ready to fall down and dr clemens comes and swoops toby up and that's how he was able to be a part of the crew because he saved the captain's son so there we go
2: right and you know i like how you know it starts off very slow i like the fact that this is a slow paced film we don't get to see the monster right away or anything like that we're able to care about all these other characters and you know, I like how basically this whole entire creepiness of the fact that there's rats that's supposed to be on board with the ship because of the fact that it's a ship. Right. And every ship is supposed to have uh, have rats. Right. And it's very unsettling when you don't hear that noise because of that. And I like how basically right. one of the crew members says that he goes, look, there, hear that? He knocks on the on the, uh, sh- right. uh, the ship he goes, there's nothing there. Right. That's weird. And he goes, you can't trust a ship that don't have no rats.
1: Right. And then, you know, them not having rats, obviously, you know, whatever is on there has, you know, animals are known to, you know, when there's a storm coming, you know, you can tell because of their reaction, a tornado's coming. So these rats not being there, are not there for a reason. Um, I really did appreciate the fact that when the movie starts, guys, it starts where there's a shipwreck and um it's the the ship is already in England when it when the film starts. So you see the shipwreck, there's no one there, but there's a, a ship guard or whatever that's talking to a captain or the constable and letting him know, you know, and he's frightened. He's talking about what what, what they found on the ship, which was- The captain's log. The, the captain's log, which described everything that, that went on. So that's the introduction to the film. And like John says, um, the film is very slow. You get your crew together and, um, and and we're on our way and this is a merchant ship by the way guys so they have a certain amount of time to get to their destination because uh the sooner they get there the more money that they all make okay so this is a big deal of them getting to where they're 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 going yeah. um and then we 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 know that nas ratu is there do you want to talk about that john i mean that's
2: man i mean i geeked out on that to be honest with yes. you to know that he's on there yeah because you don't get to see that in other Dracula movies or anything like that. And just to see him being on there is just gives you more of a sense of the, what we're getting here and right. more of a background into what we're getting. Right. You know what I mean? But yeah, I thought it was really cool to actually see him for the very first time and just being able to just get to know him a lot deeper than what we have in.
1: And also, I want to mention, you know, so each night, guys, something something weird is going on. And 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 as the ship is is leaving the port, you know, there is uh, one guy that's on land, and he had he had handed uh, one of the captains a lot of money. And I remember him saying, basically, this ship is cursed, it's doomed. Okay. You know, so, so some people knew that. All right. So each night, something's happening. And there was one night where Toby. Uh, the captain's son, who seems to be about nine, seems to be about nine years old, really active, great kid. He's on the ship with his dad. There's this dog that he has and he is um, in charge of the dog. Anyways, the 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 killing of the dog when when all the, the animals were killed. What did you think when you saw that? I mean, torn apart, but you don't see it happen. Not no, yet.
2: You don't. I like the fact that they didn't show that. Yes. And they let us see it for the next day on and seeing what happened. It has like right. that thing kind of vibe to it, even though we got to see the thing killed the dogs or whatever. Right. But with this, it has a little bit more of a mystery element to it yes. of what's going on here. You're just as shocked as what they are when right. they see them, And then next thing you know, it's like, Oh, now we have to go ahead and throw them overboard right. because of what happened. And Toby is just in disarray about it and everything. Yes, he he's, he's crying. He, right. and of course, and You know, and you just feel bad for him. I like how Clemens is just there for him trying to hold him. And then everybody's looking to Clemens like as if he's the one who killed the dog. It goes. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's Uh, new to the crew,
1: you know, and and he's new to the crew. He's not like them, you know, Um, but the smartest one, obviously, he's he's a doctor. Very smart. But, yeah, you know, you're going to look at, you know, we don't know who he is. You know, he's only here because he saves the captain's son. So, you know, he's, you know, the number one person to look at for, you know, did he go and kill all our livestock? You know, Um, did he kill, you know, the dog? So they're not sure about him. But I do want to mention there are a a few crates. And one of the crates we find that it's the the young girl that is that's on that crate. And you want to talk about that first procedure where now we really appreciate that doctor is there. Dr. Clemens is there because we pull this woman from this this crate Crate. of dirt just dirt. And she's, she's dead from what I can tell. Did you wonder who is she? What's going on? Did you, you know, um, did you realize or, or or think that it had something to do with Nosferatu?
2: I had a feeling it did, but I was also in that little mystery element of like, okay, is this part of Dracula's mistresses that he has that he just be right. on and things like that too. Right. So are we gonna have a little bit of seduction with the cement being out in the ocean?
1: Right.
2: Because I was like, okay, if that's the case, that's a perfect opportunity to do something like that. Right. Because think of it like this, they're out they're men, they're out in the ocean. What are they they're horny? They're gonna wanna sleep with uh you
1: know what I'm saying? They're <laughs> with gonna Anna. wanna her name's Anna. Her name's Anna. Right. With
2: Anna. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying, but that's my first you. initial thought was And so, and then, of course, when we see him trying to do a blood transfusion back in those days, I thought that was a really neat way of actually showing us that they were practicing certain types of new ways of of medical treatments and what they're accustomed to. So I thought that was a really cool touch to it because I haven't seen something like that in a movie before, especially a Dracula movie,
1: right?
2: in a sense. But seeing her coming out of that Dirt and then seeing him clean her up and try to hurry up and get a transfusion going. And right. then you have that mystery element too of like, okay, what's going on here? Is she part of Dracula? Is she not part of Dracula? What's going on here? Right. Is she somebody that he just pieces on and stuff like or that? Or is too. she just
1: someone that 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 just uh you know uh snuck onto right. the boat, you know, to right. get a ride to wherever she wanted, wherever they were going, you know because a lot of the crew looked at her like that and remember their rations are gone their food's gone the meat's gone so at this point another person showing up first of all they didn't want to feed the doctor now she shows up they're they're having issues they do not want to have to share with her because they literally have nothing they have no more meat the the their food is gone all right so so she's there like john says you know they give her the and dr clemens does an awesome i mean you you really get to see his talents because he is the doctor and they get to see how smart he is and that he he's not just saying what he is so he sets up that blood transfusion to to save her and uh and it happens i mean she she ends up living which i was very shocked by
2: me too um it just goes to show that he was a very good doctor and he was actually able to take care of her right and, everything too. and I like her character development with her introducing herself to the crew members right. and telling them who she is and why she's there. And then your walls get glued into even more of the fact that she knows about the beast that's on board. Yes. And the fact that I like how she said in my area and my country, we call him Dracula. Right. And Romania. Right. And I like how they give a little bit of a sense of there's different legends by, goes by different names in different countries. So if it's a V in her country, he's called Dracula. So I like that. I like that little bit of a legend kind of vibe to it, an urban legend that comes to life in her country that happens to be on board. Right. And you're that much enthused into this whole entire thing.
1: And so. I want to get to the first kill because the first kill yeah, is yeah nosferatu and i'm telling you that that the kill that got me was the i think it was um Petrosky, i think it was him anyways it was the blonde guy and um another shipmate and the way that nosferatu is up above and slits slits his throat and so dude just falls down the creepiest thing about it was, first of all, they got the, the, the makeup is great on Nosferatu. Yeah. I mean, the hands, the gray, the eye, the teeth, I mean, those two teeth protruding in that side profile where we get to see later on. I absolutely love that because it was so realistic and seeing his hands around the guy's throat and then, uh, uh, cutting into the guy's uh, neck and, in and, and eating him, sucking his blood and. The mm-hmm. creepiest thing is the guy's eye is still moving. He's alive throughout that. The out of a, a big chunk of Ratu sucking his blood, draining him. That was one of the coolest scenes.
2: I agree, and I like cool. that build. Right, and I thought it was a cool little build to it. It has like a little bit of a Jaws kind of flavor to it. Yeah, yeah, which is what I like. Yeah, it doesn't give us a lot of detail within uh, Dracula right. himself. Right, but I liked it because it has a throwback feel of the old black and white,
1: yes.
2: Uh, Dracula movies, and I'm not talking about the ones that, that you know, Dracula, i like Dracula, yeah,
1: yeah, no, not I'm talking about like the, the, about talk right. about like the, the about silent
2: ones, yes, with, with the yeah, big, the original huge not yeah. To. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You see, the I can't original. say the word, so I just get you to say it for me. I that's will plastic.
1: say it, Nosferatu, um, my you. kids, but, loved it, uh, when they but were young. yeah, the but, but, details,
2: details but yeah. the little small details, yes. and I like the fact that they didn't make the, him into a human right away or anything like that right. either, that he has to try and get the blood first before yes. he goes ahead and becomes the person that we know later on. Right. And that's something I really liked about it. And then, of course, like you said, that gruesome scene of him sucking Oh, dude, the blood, one. and then how detailed it is, and then yes. his eyes, and then especially it, when you see Toby sit looking at the guy's eye, and it's yeah. over there, like, oh my god, it right. is it's very disturbing. Right. No, it
1: really was. And just and and the guy knowing, you know, what's going on as he's being sucked dry, and just his eye just looking around and mo- it was just creepy. I love that, but I did like, like you said, the fact that we got to see. You know a little bit of his face, you know his arm, his hand, and how well the makeup was done because it was—it's just so realistic. So I really, just skinless or or hairless, right. hairless. So he looked like those those old cats, you know that that uh, the skinless cats or the the right. hairless cats. Yeah, the yeah. hairless. One. The hairless cats. Um, and it, so he looked like that. His skin looked like that, and I appreciate that because it didn't take you out of it. This is not. You know, you're not looking for, like John said, Count Chocula. This is not that 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 no. person. This is the old school Nosferatu. So I really appreciated that. Um, each night from that point, though, the crew's just taken down. Each night. Yep. What did you think about that? Like, Were you doing what I was doing? Who's going to be next?
2: That's who I was doing. I'm like, <laughs> who's going to be next on this ship? And, you know, and then you want the other guy that ended up taking the uh, boat out and everything, too. I'm like, uh, you're, you're okay. I get the fact, dude, that either way it goes, you're screwed. <laughs> so I get the fact it's about survival.
1: I, and... I found that funny when he, <laughs> he, that was our child, the, the chow hall guy, the, that was our, our chef, our cook. And yeah after about, I, I think about the, after the third person got taken down by, by uh, a I'm telling you the way he knocks that dude out, gets the, <laughs> the, 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 the dinghy, the other boat gets in the boat. Cause he's like, I'm out of here. He absolutely is out of here. And I thought he was going to get away until you hear that whisper. What did you think about the whisper?
2: That made my skin crawl oh to be honest. God, like, right. like I remember seeing it on my TV and everything, because at first I was watching it on my phone. And I was like, I can't get the same vibe for it from my phone. So <laughs> yeah. I watched it on my TV. I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. And then you see him turn around and we're just that much frantic for him. Yeah. And you just feel bad for the guy because we're thinking you're almost there. Yeah, he's. <laughs> and yet you're being taken down by this beast, that, and he's just this beast is just not going to let go. He's going to kill everybody that's on board.
1: And and what's, and what's crazy about it is when he when he shows up on the boat where the chef is trying to get away, the cooks is trying to get away. They show his his profile, his body. You see his wings. You know, you see Mm. him perched there like a gargoyle and you see his face. And I I love that because I'm for show me the the freaking monster. Show me the full. I want the full monster. I want to see that you guys do a full suit. And they did. And it was just really cool how they just showed him. And then he flies away. And then the boat, the little dinghy comes back, you know, and floats back to the ship. And everyone's looking over overboard and he's gone. There's just blood there. And remember, guys, in the beginning of the film, when the boat washes ashore, no one's there. No, no one's on the boat. So that pretty much lets you know we're, we're watching how every single one of them were taken out. And it was freaking gruesome. Absolutely gruesome. John, you want to talk
2: about the worst death? I think Toby's is probably yes. like the worst. Yes. Because I felt bad for the kid. It's the innocence of a child. And whenever I see the oh, child God. being taken, this is worse than seeing a dog getting killed and everything, too, for me.
1: Yeah, I a can't believe they would. I, I didn't like,
2: think they'd know it. I had a feeling they would, but at the same time, like, it's a child. It's the innocence <laughs> of a child. But then I'm like, wait, there's no survivors in the other Dracula films or anything like that, right. so you already know that he's doomed, too? Right. And, and everybody's doomed on this, but we're rooting for them because we're hoping that Someone there's get. hope for them.
1: Yeah, or, or at least he would have he spared the little boy, you know, but... You right. know, it wouldn't. It wouldn't have made sense. I just honestly, I didn't think that they they would have. He would have gotten a little boy. I. But when he got the little boy, I didn't think that they would show him like,
2: you really know,
1: yeah, like, right. really gulp the little boy, and that was so sad because what had happened was one one crew member ended up surviving. He got bit, but he would he had turned, and so they had to. Um, and his I'm name all. was, um, yeah. uh, it was Olgurin. So Olgurin was the one that survived, he was bit. Um, they had to tie him down on a table because he was just, he was going nuts. And he finally gets loose and Toby ends up seeing him. So he ends up going after Toby. Toby gets away and gets and goes into his father's, uh, the, sh- the captain's cabin. He goes in there and hides. While he's hiding, there is a perfect, perfect scene where you see the full body of Nosferatu, and you see his side profile, and I love that part because when he turns to the side, you see those two front teeth, and just that look, that weird, mm-hmm. doofy, creepy look that he gives, and then he and then he he scurries off. That another that was another scene that I thought was just freaking awesome. I love that scene. I love it that was.
2: And, you know, then after that, you see him take down the Toby. And then oh, the burial thing just got me because of the fact yeah, that right. the captain goes, wait, I think I can see him breathing. And then you and then you see the doctor looking at him like, look, man, he's not breathing.
1: Yeah, it's like, he's gone, doc.
2: And, and, I, and part of me is like, is he going to be sleeping? Even Is he going to even be waking up because of the fact that it's during the daytime?
1: That's right. You know what I'm saying? That's because
2: right. they rest during the day. So I'm like... Right. Is he just going to wake up? Because I, I understand them waking up in the dark because right. there's no light. But is he going to do the same thing in the daytime? Right. And Toby winds up waking up Yeah. and then he winds up catching on fire just like how the dude that we see strapped down. Yeah, Algering too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. gets strapped down outside and gets burnt alive first. And then right. it goes into Toby being burnt. But the way they burnt him and then and throwing him overboard right. just broke my heart. Because I was... I'm like, right, I was rooting because I'm like, okay, well, if they take down Dracula, maybe there's hope for this kid to survive. Yes,
1: I thought so too. I thought because what ends up happening is when Toby gets you know attacked by uh Nasratu, um, uh, you know, uh, Dr. Clemens also gives him a blood transfusion, and he's trying, and, and so his dad, the captain, is, you know, uh, you know, they're getting his blood to put into Toby. And so I'm thinking at that point, OK, he's going to live. But we, you know, we also see what happened to Oberon, You know, he got bit. He lived, but he wasn't himself. So I thought that Toby would have would have survived. So when they're on the deck and they're doing they have Toby wrapped up because they're doing a funeral for him and his dad, obviously, the captain is a very distraught. And so like John says, when he looks over and he's like, you know, he's, he's moving, I thought freaking awesome. He wasn't dead. He actually survived until he opens up his eyes and he starts burning and then Olgrin starts burning up because obviously they're, they are vampires and it is the daytime, bright and sunny out. Crazy scene. And how the captain who's going to grab his son also is burned, you know, um, reaching for Toby. So that happens and then I, the captain lost his mind he, he 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 lost his mind and what he wanted to do was write everything down in the captain logs like he wanted to make sure everything was written down but he totally absolutely lost it
2: he lost his mind it's like having cabin fever after that point. yes yes his own sanity and i can understand why he lost his son and right. you're dumping him overboard and never to see him again right and this is riching for him and then you know and then of course you would want, the next morning of course with uh all algarian who had been like uh, like we said the yeah. stuff with the old algarian Gar- and everything being burnt alive then you know uh then the remaining crew wants to destroy yeah. the ship and down dracula to prevent him from causing chaos once they uh, reach london right. so now you have a plan now yes in motion yes and, and anna's um, going to help yeah. anna's
1: going to yep. help because anna knows because we find out, also, guys, that uh, Anna was who who Ratu was feeding on. That's why she was there. He was he was feeding on her, and and she had, she had told them he would come back, drain her again, you know, put dirt back in she'd be back in the dirt, and so that's why she was there. It was his his food source was was okay. Anna. So and you do see you see bites on Anna that was healed. You know on her neck i think on her arm there's bites on her so you do see you see those bites and you see that her explaining that that, that's that's why she was in that box it was his food he was feeding and there was a certain point i remember one of the crew members thought that um he had left he had fled he didn't he was um what did she say he was um rationing he was rationing what he had and so he wasn't running he was just rationing what he had and so with the captain going crazy and letting them know the other crew members and dr clemens know this boat we're cursed right the devil we're, a, is here we're a cursed and, crew yeah the, yeah we're we're a cursed crew the devil is here and you know right. where he wants us to end up at so you know that's happening so they do come up with this awesome plan to kill him
2: right and i like how they have everything in motion where basically they're planning on killing dracula and stuff like right. that too i thought that was really neat right uh, on how they were coming up with that plan and then of course you're wondering if this is even going to come th- come through or not you know too right. so, and then you know you have two people on top of these sealers yes. then you also have another thing where they're going to do is they're going to go take the, where the cargo bay is and basically lift that up just as um the vampire fall dracula falls down into it, and they trap him to the cargo and they wind up just basically taking some nails and, everything and and nailing it shut. Right. Right. So we
1: lose yeah. what well, we lose a couple of people we lose we yeah. lose um the 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 second in command. Uh we lose him. Um and and they do they they pull off they pull this stunt off but we do lose a couple of men in the process. Um, I remember I think one guy fell from the top and died. Uh, I think Nasratu got oh Nasratu ended up getting um uh, one of the other guys and so you have the captain left, you have Anna left, and you have Dr. Clemens left. Everyone else has died. Uh, the captain, though, doesn't want to... Forget, oh, yeah, that's right. He ties himself to the... the, the What is it, John? The, the, star, the wheel?
2: Uh, yeah, the wheel. The starburst, I think. That's yes. It, okay. So um, he ties
1: himself that He wants to go down with the ship, basically. Um, And you want to talk about the trap? Like, it, it actually... It actually did work, but... You know, it was at a point where uh, Dracula was attacking uh, Dr. Clemens.
2: Right. And he winds up almost he winds up attacking Dr. Clemens. Right. And you also see the other two members that's on top of the thing. They wind up basically almost hanging themselves, if you think about it, because that's basically how I seen it, because basically how Dracula did it was he ended up knocking (laughs) them off. (laughs) <laughs> and they hung up in some rope and they hung themselves right then you also see the other thing that was going to happen with the cargo bay and then he winds up scratching clemens's uh neck
1: yes and everything oh
2: my gosh. to mark him as, because he actually sees him basically as an alpha that's the way i've but, seen it yeah and therefore he could use someone like that versus it just being a throwaway yes. i think he would actually been uh, one, instead of him finding that one person in London, Jonathan, I think he would have been the one that would actually be the um, be the caretaker for Dracula. Okay, and okay, if, that's how I've seen it. Okay, I can see that. But uh, because of the fact he needs someone that's an alpha, he doesn't and, want and someone that is weak.
1: Absolutely was an alpha. I mean, he, you know, when Dracula had approached him, and like John said, he, you know, he 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 slices his throat not to kill him. He's not dead, but he he draws blood. And so, and you know, you have Dr. Clemens who's telling him, I'm not, I'm not afraid of you. I'm not scared of you. And so you have Dracula who then goes and attacks Anna and you see her folded up, you know, him folding his wings up around Anna and then the, 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 the the ship, the, what the trap that they had end up releasing and they have Dracula then pinned up against a
2: pole. Yep. and, And, and. Go ahead, John. And it looks like it strikes it strikes his heart, and yeah. everything too. Yeah. The way it the way it looks, and yeah. then you think <laughs> that all is good because Clemens is now, of course, in London. Yes. And I love it. I love this scene so much because I, now. Go, yeah. ahead. go no, ahead. No, no, go going ahead.
1: Well, I what I liked was, um, so it, Clemens and Anna end up being the only two that are the survivors. Okay, so. You know the ship goes; it's it, it's gone. They jump off the ship as they kill Dracula. They're um, you know they're holding on to some parts of the ship um, in the middle of the ocean. And I really love the the scene where, which is really sad, where Anna is telling Clemens like, "You need to get far away from me. You need to you need to go because she's a vampire, and she doesn't want to hurt him." So they drift off and then you see in the background because it is the sun is coming up and you see in the background her burn up because she is a vampire. So the next scene we see is, you know, fast forward it, Clemens is in London, like John had mentioned, and he's looking for he's looking for Nosferatu because he knows that he 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 made it. He knows that he made it because they couldn't he, he the, his body was not at
2: the 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 ship, right? Well, parts of me was thinking this, okay? This is okay. just me seeing it. And the expression on his face, okay? Part of me is thinking that he's he's thinking that, okay, I am I have nothing to worry about now. Can we kill them. But also in the back of his mind, though, too, I feel like he ha- is very fearful that yeah. he's still alive in the yeah. back of his mind, too. So, you know, i like that whole entire thing. of like, am I safe or am I not really safe? Right. Kind of vibe to it. And then... You wind up seeing, um, Clemens just looking around, and all of a sudden you see a shadow. Yeah. And yeah. there's this little creepy little smirk. Oh my
1: god. He has his
2: top hat on. Yeah. And he's also got the cane that Clemens found. in yep. t- In the in the crate, yep. he's over there banging the cane with his hand. To, to let realize him know. it's him. Yep. That <laughs> he's there. He's there. That was. Uh, I I I really
1: really really like this film. I. I'm so happy that it was done right. The acting was great. The story was great. I love the ending because is there going to be another one? Is this going to be something that this guy is going to do? It, it was just it ended it ended great and 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 to find Nasratu in that tavern where Clemens was, you know, and to hear that knocking, and for him to look and to for Clemens to know because they look at each other that he's he's made it. He's in London. And there's one thing that Clemens did mention when he's opening up his book right before that scene is, if he's here, I know where he rests at night. Right. So he knows so. where to go at night, where he rests, but, or or during the day, I'm sorry, during the day. He knows where to find him, but he made it. He's alive. And I, I love that ending because it leaves a question mark on, for me, I, I'm always looking to see, will they do another one? You know, is there a possibility of another one being done? Because of the way that it ended, but I, I really liked it. I'm happy that Me too. I'm happy that they that they went there, that they focused on the original Dracula from the 20s,
2: the 30s. Me too. The only get this, okay? So I was hoping that it would actually made a lot more money than it did. How did it? But do? it had a 40, it had a 45 million dollar budget, and it made only 21.8 million. Wow. And in order for it to make a sequel, you would have to at least have, you know, given or take of, like, maybe a $150 million budget. Okay, okay. And everything for it to okay. be a success, for it to actually have a sequel. Right. But I wanted a sequel for this. This is a good story. It just sucks that people story. slept on it, you know? Yeah,
1: I, I I do feel that. I mean, when I saw the trailer for it, obviously, you know, I'm I'm all for it. I couldn't wait to see it when I finally saw it a few months ago. Um, it was everything I wanted it to be. It was really good. I mean, it wasn't too long. It was like only an hour oh. and 58 minutes. So it wasn't, you know, drawn out. But in that hour and 58 minutes, like John said, you really get to know the crew because they let you get to know the crew. Um, the little boy Toby, who you absolutely just fall in love with, just a cute little boy, just a whole story. And Dr. Clemens. I loved the, the whole crew and the acting was really good. Special effects, great. And, um, you know, really quick, we never mentioned who plays the beast, but Javier Botet, he Bodin, played. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Him. He played. Sorry. um no, no. He no played, it's okay. Um, uh, he plays Dracula. He plays Nosferatu, and he did a great freaking job.
2: Wow. Yes. Yes. I so. had no idea that that was Javier Botet. I mean, because I love that dude. That dude is hands down one of my favorite actors. <laughs> well, he, you know, let's see.
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Him. Yeah. That's odd. Yeah, he's a great actor and he did great in this. Absolutely great in this. Um, I do have some fun facts if you want to hear.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, so here's some goof. So at about the hour 35, Wolcheck locks himself inside the cargo hold by inserting a wooden board through the handles. But they're sliding doors, so they still won't open. All right. So that's (laughs) okay. So they still, so, so they would still, so they would still open. Okay. And then, um, the quotes, this is a quote that Clemens made. I wanted to bring this up. He said, um, I do not fear you. And then you have Nasratu who says, um, he says, uh, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. Do you remember that part where he looks at him and says, I do not fear you. Yeah. I do, and and so and Dracula says, "You oh yeah," he says, "You will, you will." I thought that was cool. That's enough. That's a quote. And here's a little trivia. So Dracula's look is based on Count Orlock from the unauthorized adaptation Nosferatu, 1922. Yep. That's the one that you're talking about. This yep. was also the model for the look of the vampire Barlow in the original Salem's Lot in
2: 1979. Yep, I had a feeling that's what I that's also another thing I forgot to mention too. It had like a little bit of a Salem's Lot vibe with the makeup and everything. Yes. So yeah. So
1: and that was a good one. The Salem's Lot, those were good ones as well. So there we have it. Um if you had to rate it though, what would you give it?
2: If I had to do it, I would have to put down four stakes out of 5. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I get you i i would say absolutely definitely average movie but um i would i watched it like more than two times and i enjoyed it right. so guys it is streaming now it. you can go and watch it
2: yeah um just to give everybody a heads up you guys can rent it on voodoo you can also watch it on apple which i did um or you can buy it on blu-ray dvd or whatever whatever you choose yep on
1: youtube yeah you can rent yeah. it on youtube
2: that's YouTube. where i
1: watched it that so Great movie. I'm so happy that you reviewed that with me. And I hope you guys really enjoyed
2: that movie. John, so, do you want to talk
1: about our our next little?
2: Yes. So I actually had a little short film that was sent in to me and everything. And that is by David A. Floors. David A. Floors has a short film that's about 14 minutes long. It's called Likeness. Yes. And basically it's about this girl who's looking for her mother and she's missing. And so and so she winds up finding this AI program. And what she does is she takes her mother's likeness and uploads it into this software. And it generates a video carbon copy of what her mother it looks like, mm-hmm. talks, and everything. Yeah. And I just thought this was a great short film that clocks in at 14 minutes. Yes. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. I did a review on it. But I want to know Rossi's thoughts because... You know i just i sent her th- this and i wanted her to i want i was just kind of curious about what she thought of it
1: i oh my gosh um i love films about ai and and, and that type of stuff so um it's pretty interesting so when i uh, watched the film like john said 14 minutes but it it packs a lot in in 14 minutes i really liked it um it makes you think though i was telling john that um the daughter who uploads the her mother's image, like John explained, you know, it it made me think like, how, what, you know, with my grandmother, like she died, and if I could upload a likeness into, you know, a computer or whatever, and gener- and have her AI there, how would you deal with that? You know, would, would, would that be creepy? Would that be cool? Like, I, I think that would be I would try it absolutely just to have the a few moments with, with which you you know it's not but just it looks like it it passes for it right. but the the story itself really enjoyed the story um I don't want to give the ending away but um I liked how what she ends up finding out uh the way she reacts reacts to the AI because she's very wanting to make sure that this AI, you know, knows that, you know, even though you look like my mom, whatever, you're not my mother. And making that very clear, kind of angry in, in a sense with the whole situation and then watching the film and finding out the ending and, and, and what happened, it was really good. Yes. And I'm, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to give it away. Cause I, w- I really would like to talk about it, but I don't want to give the ending away. Right. I, I enjoyed, um, I enjoyed his his play with the AI and and your mother or you know, yeah.
2: And in case anybody's wondering, we're talking about likeness, and this is a short film that was sent in to me by um David A. Floors. And it's actually gonna be live for everyone to watch and everything on the twenty-sixth on Miletto's um, YouTube channel. You can actually find my review on the YouTube channel, and you just find his link and then subscribe to it. And it's going to premiere on the twenty sixth. I just want to throw that out there. as part of the Holly Shorts Film Festival, and it's been getting a lot of buzz lately. So I want, thought this would be a perfect time after our review of the Last Voyage of, Dem- of the Demeter that we would be see. able to talk about that. But,
1: um, but no, I, I actually thought it, was good. Agree- it was a good I, film. It was an interesting premise. Everyone's doing AI right now, but I like his story, his take on it, because her mother, so her mother is a a sex worker, and her mother end up disappearing, goes missing. And so the film starts with you see her, you know, uploading the mother's image. And, and she soon goes and finds out what happened to the mom a little bit later in a film, which will bring everything together. John Right.
2: And, you know, I like the fact, too, that you're He's using AI as a coping mechanism yes. later oh, on in the film, and of course, at the very beginning of it, she's like, "You're not my mother. You're just an AI. You're just yep. photo gener- You're not my mother." Oh, help me find uh, where my mother was last located. Well, I can't do that because there's still an ongoing investigation. So, in my mind, thinking how I'm how I think, I'm thinking mm-hmm. that this could be used later on in the future. To help criminal investigations for CSI yeah. and right. stuff like that to help with it, so it's breaking into the whole entire deal of AI can actually be used for tools for something good versus something bad, right? right. And nothing so negatively yeah. as, as well. So, I'm um, I, I like that aspect of the fact that you're she's using AI to as a coping mechanism, but also mm-hmm. finding out where, where her mother's last whereabouts was and also right. a way to uh look into an investigation and I thought the and I, I just want to say this the actress that plays her mom is a very hard to do that kind of thing. Oh wow yeah where there's no emotion. Yeah and AI is no shows no emotion, no attachment right. to anything. And I I just loved it. I love how she played the character for that right. AI.
1: Um you know going to the using AI to for grieving purposes like if you're mourning someone, I don't know. I'm kinda I don't know if that would be a good idea because I feel like maybe in a way you you wouldn't move on. You wouldn't, you know what I mean? It'd be hard to, you know what I mean? It'd be hard to then move on with the grieving process because now you have this image of your loved one who's able to talk to you, who's able to, you know? So I would think that you'd become obsessed with that because you can't see them. They're not physically here with you, like touching you, but you can talk to them. I I, just, would you feel know, like, so I thought right. about that, you know, would it you, that's why I brought up the grandmother situation, you know, missing her so much being gone for, you know, years and years and years and then being able to upload her image and be able to talk with her and speak to her. Would that be good for my psyche, you know?
2: Right. And I feel like for me personally, I wouldn't want that because of the fact I'll be stuck in that whole entire thing of Absolutely. like, well, guess what? I can go home anytime I want to. Yep. just to spend time with this ai and then next thing you know that becomes part of your life yeah, yeah. and i yeah, do absolutely it. um but i do want to mention one other thing too though if you guys are into that kind of thing there's actually another little short film that i reviewed back in 2020 called please hold mm-hmm. and this is dealing with artificial intelligence ac- accidentally arresting somebody really for a, tr- for a crime that he didn't even do and it's a futuristic really? kind of thing. It's um, actually on max the last time I've seen it. Yeah. It's on max now. Okay. It's 19 minutes long. It's really good for a little short film. So I just want to throw that out there. If you guys like something like that, right. that is actually another good, uh, good one because it goes into the whole entire realm of well, if you're going to use this, this could also be misidentification off of somebody who's like, look, likeness or whatever. And mm. then you get arrested for some crime that you didn't even do. You know, there
1: was, a um, you know, uh, the, the original Twilight Zone, the black and white Twilight Zone back in the yep. day, they had did um, one of the stories was uh, uh, two kids that had uh, lost their grandmother. And uh, th- the dad needed, they lost their mother. And so the dad obviously worked and you can go and buy at the store. You can go and buy you um, artificial intelligence and a robot that looks just like a person and you can buy them and bring them home and you can buy you a grandmother or whatever anyways, they play around with that back in the 60s, the 50s, 60s when Twilight Zone was uh, was out. So they are way ahead of their time with this whole AI thing because they did a couple of stories but I remember that one because it was really good but very creepy because the kids got so attached to the AI um, grandmother to where the grandmother was turning the kids against her, the, the father. It was a really good story, but just th- that they did that way back when, when that wasn't a thing, you know? So I thought that's very interesting. It's one of my favorite um, shorts from the Twilight Zone
2: series. And also, too, another thing that you guys can look at is, like, the Lightness is just like a Black Mirror episode as well. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah. it absolutely is. Yes, oh. definitely. So, yeah. Just wanted to throw that out there, but yeah, it's definitely worth watching and checking out on the 26th, and you know, you guys can check out that review um, as you guys please, so make sure you support David and the rest of his team, they did a phenomenal job with that, so that's it, as far as um, the short film review for Lightness. Yes, absolutely.
1: So John, what do you have coming up next week? What, what's going on with
2: Movie Lovers? So, okay, so okay. I'm going to be doing another NFL draft kind of based kind of thing that I did with Leonardo DiCaprio. I just have to find a day and time to do it. But okay. we're going to be covering all Johnny Depp, the uh, best Johnny Depp movies of all time. We're oh. skipping franchises, though. We're not doing the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. Okay. We're not covering that. And we're not covering Alice in Wonderland. Okay, so, There's plenty, plenty still. So we're going from the 90s to... 2015 probably
1: freaking
2: awesome awesome so and uh yeah that's what we're doing as far as that goes i do have some other stuff planned out probably some more trailer reactions because we're gonna have the super bowl coming up and there's gonna be a crap load of um trailers that's gonna be coming out so i'm gonna be doing trailer reactions for that okay awesome more Absolutely. the merrier um but yeah, uh, I'm going to be doing that for the Johnny Depp thing, and then uh, I'm going to try and think of some other stuff that we're going to try and do. Absolutely. But yeah, that's the main thing.
1: Absolutely. Same here. Um, I'll have a show coming up with Kristen. Um, Kristen, um, gosh, the actress. Kristen Duff. I'm sorry. Um, and uh, she's filming right now, guys. So as soon as she's done filming, her and I are going to be talking about the uh, Spider-Man uh, cartoon films of what was it, the the two? Ac- uh,
2: across the Spider-Verse and also Into the Spider-Verse. Yes, absolutely. So
1: been playing a lot of Spider-Man video game, the new Spider-Man game that's out. So I have to go and watch the films, and I thought it'd be fun to do it with Kristen. So as soon as she's available, we'll be doing that sometime this month. And you'll see me with John. Okay.
2: Another thing too is we do have a Patreon and it's the intermission stuff that we've been doing. Yes. Um, I am working on an intermission episode right now that I'm actually editing, and that's gonna come out next Wednesday. And it's gonna be commercial free. If you sign up with the Patreon at movie tvloversunite TV Leverage Unite, uh, you get a shout out. It's only five bucks for the sign up right. and commercial free. And then a week later, I release it to the public. And yeah, and um, then therefore, you know, it's you got the commercial advertisements and stuff like that too. So, you know, uh, just a little small tidbit thing I want to throw out there that we do have a Patreon. We are actually trying to grow it and expand it. So if you guys have any ideas, just shoot me an email at um, movielovingunite at gmail.com. So go on ahead. Uh, You can go on ahead and close out there with Russ. Okay. Um,
1: So, yeah. Um, Yeah, so hit up our Patreon. John and I have an intermission coming up that we're going to do, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so I'm looking forward to to that. I love your intermission, John. Dude. And uh, you guys, we appreciate you joining us tonight. Um, as always, be good to each other, and we'll see you next week, guys.
2: California love. California love. Yeah. Absolutely. And yep, that's we are... what we're working on is Tupac. So yes, it is. Yeah, I,
1: I wasn't going to say it, but yeah, we both love Tupac, John. Yeah. So we have a lot of discussing about Tupac, his life, his films. Um, and uh, goodness, movies, everything about him. Juice, we should probably review that. That was a, Heck yeah. yeah, that'd be a good one to review. So yeah, John and I will be talking about Tupac. And right. that's going to be it, guys. So we'll see you next time.
2: See ya, guys.
0: Unlock a new era in podcasting with Unfiltered Studios. Ready to break free from the ordinary? Dive into a world where authenticity meets innovation. Our network isn't just about podcasts. It's a revolution. From nostalgia to movies, sports to self-improvement, find your favorite podcast in an array of diverse shows, only at Unfiltered Studios. Join the movement. Subscribe to Unfiltered Studios today and join the podcasting revolution. Unfiltered Studios, where every voice finds its place. Visit unfpod.com today to find your favorite show.